Hey, Fat Man. Sleazy. We have so much to talk about. We do? Yeah. I want to Look. talk... Go ahead. I, I want to talk about uh, WrestleMania 35. We've only got ten months left. Huh? Huh? Well, well you, you know. Well, you know. You know. We, we, I've heard that you've had some fantasies about WrestleMania 35. Well, yes, I have. I've had a lot of fantasies. Mainly about <laughs> booking it at MetLife Stadium. Oh. Oh. oh okay. Well, that, that sucks. That's that's the, that's the kink that you're into. Yeah. Huh? This has been a terrible open. So let's continue on. When hasn't it been? Show. <laughs> 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 oh, that and more on the wrestling show. Welcome, everyone. This is Sleazy. <laughs> this is the fat man. And welcome, everyone, to another wonderful episode. Blue Smock Nancy, they're awesome. They let us use this wonderful song called Unsettling Differences. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. Fat man, we got a huge show to talk about. Um, I would also consider it almost a sellout. Well, the five people that listen to our show, yeah. Well... I sold like 400 tickets. Does that mean I get booked? <laughs> Mike dropped. <laughs> no. um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, we, we've got a lot of things uh, in the pot, so to speak, brewing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, WrestleMania 35 um, and kind of see where we're going. I, I don't want to say truly fantasy booking because that that's that thought has been overplayed, but we've got the money in the bank coming up. We're going to do the review, uh, a preview of that in writing on our Facebook post, just cause we can, but we're going to kind of go through WrestleMania five, uh, 35 from here and see where we leave, where, where that leads us. But I want to talk about first is that all in the big 10,000 seat arena show that Cody and the bucks have produced has been considered a sellout crowd. Um, yes, we talked sold. about that uh, last last show. Right. They sold out in 30 minutes. But we got into a little bit of a go-around, as we usually do on the wrestling show's uh, Facebook group. Um, also, one of these days, I'm going to set this up so that some of the fans can actually interact with us on the wrestling show uh, Facebook page. We're, we're working on that. That'll be down the line sometime. Maybe it'll be a Patreon uh, exclusive or something down the line. I don't know yet. But anywho, one of the big things is, is it truly a sellout if a bunch of scalpers buy tickets? You asking me? Yeah. Absolutely it is. Because so, when those tickets originally went on sale, every seat that was available got sold, right? Uh-huh. Isn't that a sellout? That's a sellout. Um, Doesn't matter who buys them. Well... I, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one because you and I are actually on the same page in this. Okay. I believe that if you sell out every ticket for your venue, it doesn't matter if nobody shows up. You've sold the place out. You got their money. You've got their money, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and if that means four scalpers are sitting 
are laying down in ten chairs, so be it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but this has been a hotly debated subject over, I want to say, since Ticketmaster really exploded. Um, in the fact that scalping tickets and uh, third-party sales and stuff like StubHub and what's the other sports one that Chip uses all the time? Game time. Game time. Um, all these secondary outlets for tickets have become a huge part of the market these days. And I find that one of the biggest problems that I have even now is that I never pay face value for a ticket. It sucks. Um, I really? Think, yeah, it does. No, like you never pay face value for a ticket and it not, sucks. Not Okay. I've never paid less than face value. Yeah. Okay. Say that. I have. So, yeah. But, no, I am lucky. Well, let me let me qualify that. I've never paid face value for a ticket, or less than face value for a ticket, for any ticket that wasn't sold by, like, an indie company. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I, I gotcha. Um, WWE events, I never get tickets for. I mean... The last time we got a WWE event ticket, other than WrestleMania, but even WrestleMania, I, I, I bought online at Ticketmaster. They were still inflated because of all the the fees and stuff. But um, well, that's another. That's another story. That's another. Yeah. I agree. With another that's time, a, but yeah, that's so a whole you other pay thing. face value for that ticket for that ticket. Said. Yes. Yes. But every other, uh, and that was only because they had a hard time selling them out. Because even up to pretty close to um, the time of the event, there were still tickets available. So, well, it was in New Orleans, and we all know how we feel about New Orleans. So that's, that, that's once not, again that was a preview show. That that was <laughs> that's that's another topic also. So um, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually went to a WWE show. <laughs> NXT. Better one. Yes, NXT. I had to to buy off a of StubHub. And I paid 1.5 times the face value of the tickets for both shows. Both shows. In St. Catharines and in Rochester. Okay. So, this is how these third-party sellers work. I know we're getting off topic a little bit because that's what we do. But I, I think it's important. So Okay. So, say I buy two tickets to WrestleMania. For the sole purpose of reselling them. Boo. Why would I sell them at face value? There's no reason to do that. Right. You're going to make a profit on it. Yeah. That's. Especially considering you spend extra money for the the fees. It's like my, it's like everyone, if you know me, works at a liquor store. If I'm going to buy, say, Hennessy at $20 a bottle, why would I sell it at $20 a bottle? I'm going to mark it up so I'm making money off it. That's just the way that that is. Every third-party seller is the, way, the same way. You're, you're not going to get past it. You're always going to pay more through third-party sellers because they're there for sole reason to make a profit. Now, let's go back to all-in. Wasn't 70% was the number I heard that scalpers, quote, bought? Yeah. I mean – that's every fucking event, if you really want to be honest. And we had a conversation, like, if 70% of the scalpers buy a ticket, is it considered a sellout? Yes, it is. 
It's still, yeah, it's still considered solid in that perspective. What I think what um, Ryan and Travis were getting at, and I agree with this to an extent, is that if you can't fill the house with people, especially if you're trying to, let's say, put this on DVD or put this on tape, you can't restructure the arena when there's humongous fucking gaps everywhere. Let's say... What you can do, though... Is move people around to make it look like it's full and just not shoot camera angles. But you can't. You can. Because those tickets have been sold for those seats. You can't I'm saying. Yes, you can. Before the event starts, you can push the event back a couple minutes because it's essentially. How dare you! It's an indie show. Come on. How you can dare move, you! Especially if bell gonna, time six o'clock. You start at six o four. Okay. No, bell time six o'clock. They're gonna start at fucking nine. Two CW. You oh, know 2CW that. Oh, two CW style. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but anyway, they could be like, since it's a live show, they'd be like, hey, we're deep filming this. We're gonna make it look. Or they're gonna move people around. That's just what WWE does it. TNA, well, they, they don't have the fan base. So they're not gonna do it. ROH probably does it. They do it. ROH doesn't go to bigger venues, so they don't really have to. But that's what they're gonna do. So, to make it look full. Now, at the same time, I do believe there's going to be 10,000 people there. I believe so, too, because people are willing to pay the inflated amount to get the... Exactly. And there's, like, another WrestleCon the day before. Yeah, they they, uh, sponsored some sort of... It's, like, three days of it. It's not just one. Oh, is it three days? Yeah, it's, like, three days of some shit. Um, I say some shit... As in, like, some stuff going on. It's another WrestleCon. It's pretty much what it is. Which is fine. Which which is is, fine. Right. So you're going to get that WrestleCon. I don't know if it comes with the all-in ticket, but you're going to be people in that. And going to Chicago for that event specifically. People are going to pay that price. Excuse me. So there's going to be people there. The thing that we're debating, which we're not really debating because we agree on, is... Is it a sellout if you sell 70% of the tickets? Now, let's go back to sports. Say Vegas Golden Knights made to the Stanley Cup final. Say they're probably going to lose. They're down 3-1. Anyway, they're in Vegas. Casinos are going to buy those tickets to cop for high rollers. You're damn fucking right they are. Right? Because... They're going to pay $10,000 for the ticket, which is it's not going to be that much, but that's just an example. They're going to pay $10,000 for the ticket while they're hoping that that whale is going to drop a hundred grand in their casino. Look at you being all fucking so, Vegas fucking vernacular. It's great. I learned from the master. I guess. You're not a master. You're, you're a dick, but anyway. Um <laughs> So, but that's what they're doing. That's what at least Vegas does. Yeah. But there's also, like, people that say in um, Washington, also in the Stanley Cup final, they will buy tickets to the in the Capital One arena, and it'll be for corporate sponsors' chips. Mm -hmm. And then those corporate sponsors will – they'll buy the tickets, and then they'll resell them. As give or or give them away or something like that for contests or something, or just to try. But at the same time, those people, 
It's either way, it doesn't matter. Because think about it this way: say you and me bought a ticket to something, and we couldn't go, and we couldn't find anyone to buy it. Our seats will be empty, but those tickets are still sold. Right. So either way that you're thinking about it, just because no one shows up, that could happen at any time without a third party seller. Right. Oh, absolutely. So well, it's the- a mo- so the starting is pretty much a mood point. Like it's a sellout when those original tickets are bought. If you sell out the arena when those original tickets are bought, it is a sellout, no I matter agree. what. Here, here's another example of this. Uh, my girlfriend Michelle. I ha- uh, worked whipped. for a company. Whipped. Um, I had to mention and- her at least once a show. Oh, oh, oh! By the way, by the way, speaking of that. Congrats, the obligated to do, do so. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Tap to. Thank you. Okay. I thought we were going to get into that later, but well, we can we can toss the, it in there. Hey, it, it doesn't have to happen one time. It's just at least once. Okay, so you're getting your contractually obligations uh, out of the way. Yes. Fuck Dave Meltzer. And fuck Dave Meltzer. Okay, so Pro, girlfriend pro- Michelle. Proceed. Jesus Christ. Girlfriend Michelle works at um a large company in Toronto and her company as part of a deal with a sponsorship, uh, gets free box seats. I believe it is for the, uh, Raptors, Toronto Raptors. I believe I'm taking advantage of one of those, by the way. Eventually you are. Yes. You just got to give me notice though. (laughs) Well, yes. Um, so they get, they get tickets to all the staff there. They get to come down, they get to, uh, Watch the game for free. And it's a perk of being part of the company. The company buys those tickets. And they buy a shit ton of them. They buy like like 150, 200 tickets to do this event. Maybe 30 people show up. Well, they sold effectively 150 tickets to this company. Not everyone's going to fill it. But they still spent the money. They still got the money for it. it. There's no difference there. They still made their money. Right. Additionally... Um, one of the things that in the indies and smaller venues and stuff like that is, I guess the, the bigger complaint that a lot of wrestling guys have is that, oh, well, of course they sold 10,000 seats. 70% were sold by scalpers. It wasn't sold because of the card. It wasn't sold because they're good promoters. They're sold because a bunch of scalpers thought they could make money on it. We're real, we're real uh, promoters. We're real wrestlers. We we sell legit houses of 400 and 500 and 600, or in some cases 20 and 30 and 40. Uh, we sell out real, real arenas, real uh, athletic clubs, real um, legion posts. You know, and, and I'm not. You're not knocking it. I'm not. I'm not knocking that, but there's a sense of weird I don't want to say it's pride it's more of a a fuck you we work harder than you do to do this stuff and I don't understand why that's the case I guess and and that's where I think the complaint is with with guys like Buck with guys like Travis where they sit there and they tout their you know 700 strong people that their, their boys brought in legit because nobody's scalping those tickets. Meanwhile, 2CW's final show, two sets, some asshole bought 40 tickets so he could resell them the day before. And because the 
venue they chose for their last show was very small, it meant that their show was sold out. I didn't actually go to two sets because of that. Right. So, the th- <laughs> I hate it, but it's just the reality of the, the market. Right. And for Ryan and, and Travis, Travis has worked as that as much as I fucking, the guy gets on my nerves sometimes. Sometimes? 95% yeah, like I, of the like time. Like I occasionally eat a hamburger. And cut your thumb. Yeah, we get it. So, <laughs> had to get that jab in. Um, of course you did. He does promote the shit, and he's in a venue that can hold that much, and only that. So when he's selling it out, you gotta have a sense of pride. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I've heard, because you're in, you're on the inside, so I don't know what, what promoters say, but if, Promoters are saying, oh, you know, we sold 700 tickets legit. Like, be prideful of that, but don't say I'm a real promoter because of it. Because if you're – I don't want to say this because it's such a dick thing. But if you're a real promoter, especially at some of the venues that I've seen to – I'm not – this isn't bashing Josh. But I'm just taking him as an example, okay? This is nothing against Josh at 2CW. I'm just using it as an example. Say they drew – they drew more people than TNA in Elmira, right? You're right. So if they say they drew legitimately 2,000 more people and they're like, oh, we really did it, uh, my mind, like, yeah, that's 2,000. Why not four or six? Like that That's an Evanism. Uh, Brutal Bob Evans talks about promoting yourself and promoting yourself as a wrestler, but also as a promoter. Um, and one of the things he uh, exclaims all the time is that your goal Whenever you're running a show, is whatever the building can hold. If your building can hold 4,000 people, you should be striving and working your ass off to hold 4,000 people in there. If it's 70, it's 70. If it's a a 500 seat arena, it's 500 seats. But you should always be striving to hit that max. Never trying to short short share. And to take Josh's side on it, it was what two days after Christmas and New York weather. So I'll take Josh's side on that, and that's a a very impressive number for an independent wrestling company in upstate New York. It was one of the bigger shows. So again, not not I wasn't bashing Josh. Uh, if Josh does listen, I'm not bashing him at all. I was just using the 2CW name as an example. Nothing against them. I fucking love that company. I wish they I wish they were still in business today. So there's that. Um, so a sell is a sellout, no matter if the tickets are sold by Ticketmaster or through at the box office or through Game Time. It, it doesn't matter. Or, or your local independent wrestling professional. Right. <laughs> Does it matter? It's sold. Right. I agree. One hundred percent agree. So um, let's talk about uh, let's let's get through this. I, I don't want to call it fantasy booking. It's terrible. But <laughs> let's get through this long- shit. Let's just get it done and over with. Yeah, looking long term, because I know people are going to shit on us. All four of our fans, which is like double what it used to be. Um, we're getting there. We'll, we're yeah, we're getting there. We'll, we'll call us out and say, well, you fucking fantasy booking assholes. 
No, it's it's not supposed to be that as much as uh, here's what we're seeing at Money in the Bank. What do we want to see the long-term planning of uh, WWE? Why do we think that would be a good idea? And most importantly, and here's another fucking trope, what's best for business? That's right. If you heard that, that was my hand smacking my forehead. Yes, I had I had to drop that one. So, um, so let's let's take a look at what we have going into to Money in the Bank. What do you see? By the way, most the least most predictable Money in the Bank match ever. Least most predictable. Least pre- sorry. Least most predictable. Least most predictable. It is the least predictable Money in the Bank match. I'm about okay. to say the most least predictable, not the least most, but it's the least predictable. <laughs> I'm still not sure what you're taking. I do what I want. America, the least America, predictable money yeah. in the bank match of all time. Yeah, I I disagree. I think it's going to end with a double nut shot. Oh no! Wait, you're talking about the actual money in the bank match. The actual money in the bank match. <laughs> you think it's that unpredictable? Yes. Because the way that they've been booking it, there's no really cl- – well, again, I haven't watched it in fucking months because I've been working in, in the – well, I can't say moving now. I'm in. but <laughs> He's in. He's in. I'm in. But, like, I've been working, like, 70 hours a week, so I'll get home and, like, uh He's in like Jerry Lynn. Huh? Like, in like Flynn, uh, except it's Jerry Lynn. One of the all-in referees. Uh, uh, um, anywho, yeah. So let's let's actually run down the competitors: Braun, Finn, Kevin, Bobby, Miz, Rusev, Joe, and question mark New Day. I thought Dan- Danielson's on in it. No. He oh, is then, not. then I know who's winning. Okay. It's very clear who's winning. The Miz. Right. Yeah. The Miz, the Miz <laughs> thought, makes I the most Dan- sense. I thought Danielson was in it, so that's why I'm like, it's the least predictable, but now um, the Miz is winning. Okay, so let's take a look at the match here. And we're I assume we're just going to book the WWE title, or WWE slash world titles, slash universal titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's the top of the line. Yep. Um... Would you change anything in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Who's in it and who should be in it? And uh, I mean, I changed to put Danielson in it and take out one of the New Day members. But fucking Mark. I mean, um, it will further, and then it would have Danielson reaching up for the Money in the Bank, Miz knocking him off, and Miz winning it. It'll further their story. Like it makes the most sense. I agree. Okay. Okay. Right trying. Right trying. Uh, um, I believe that having the Miz win here is the best option. The second best option is to have Samoa Joe win. Right. Um, and Joe would cash in that night. 
Yeah, on Styles. Nakamura. Oh wait, Josie Hill. Yeah, Josie Hill. Styles. So it'd be it would definitely be Styles. Uh, but Styles Joe. So they can they can have like five matches in a row with with nut shots. No, I was no, thinking no, no, something no. like but, eye gouges or something. Butthole shots. There you go. There you shots. go. Leading to a butthole on a pole match. Butthole, of course. <laughs> Last butthole standing. <laughs> a steel butthole cage match. Was it just oh. a steel cage that shaped like a butthole? And the only way to win is to escape it through the anus. <laughs> yes, anything less is not worth it. <laughs> and it's painted brown just for effect. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs> this, this quote fantasy book has got a little bit kinky. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so dildo, brown dildo on a pole mat. Um, I think Samoa Joe going to the WWE title route is, uh, a good idea. I think that my future would be Miz... And Brian Danielson in the main event. Of Mania? To, of Mania. I agree. To get, to get there... It's, it's not that hard to get there. Well, if you, it's, if, it's if, easy. If you look at it this way... Two options, the two options are easy. If Miz wins, he cashes in on Styles or Nakamura and holds it all the way till WrestleMania. If Joe wins, you have... And then you obviously then you have Danielson win the Royal Rumble. Um, if Joe wins, then you have like Danielson beat him at like Survivor Series, and then have Miz win the Rumble, and then there you go. Like you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle here. One missing. We are not ending this WrestleMania 35 moment without having Brian Danielson versus AJ fucking Styles on a pay per view. That's where I think you should do the title change. You do it at SummerSlam. Styles, Danielson. Danielson wins. He's got the title. Uh, Miz has already won Money in the Bank. Cash is in. So then pretty you much, have, you're repeating. You pretty much, you're repeating 2013. Pretty much, yes. No. Pretty much. No. Hey, 2013 was a good year. It really wasn't. That SummerSlam was amazing, but the oh, year God, wasn't yes, that was. great. The year was not really Except that great. Except you get you get AJ Styles versus Brian Danielson. You could do that with Danielson as champion after WrestleMania. You do have the SummerSlam the year before. You, I'm not saying that you don't you couldn't do that. There are so, well, here's the problem is that you, you still do, have to figure out where the title goes until then. Do we have 15,000 more Nakamura Styles matches? No. I Listen. Say Miz wins money in... Say Joe wins money in the bank. Okay. Cashes in on Styles. Wins. All right? Okay. Joe Styles, Bush. You're going to have those matches. And then you're going to have Danielson face Joe. For the title. <laughs> Beat Joe, and then you can have that Danielson Styles match if you want to, leading but up. When, but when are you putting that? Rumble. So you're gonna have Joe Danielson? No. 
Styles Danielson. Styles Danielson at the Rumble. So Danielson goes over Styles. Danielson goes over. Yes. Okay. There, there's your match. So you can do it without having him win the title from AJ Styles. Yeah, but you got six months of fucking booking. Is that what we're doing? We're the yes. okay. Well, so you're having yeah. you're having Joe versus Styles, okay? Okay, that gets you to payback. That gets you to SummerSlam. Okay, so Joe Styles at SummerSlam. Right, and then you have. Joe Danielson in a little mini feud where Danielson finally wins the title at Survivor Series. Okay. And then at, what the fuck's the December paper? Night of Champions or whatever the fuck it is. Just have him face fucking, I don't know, fucking Kurt Hawkins. It doesn't really matter. Then where's the Miz? So the Miz wins the Rumble? And then the Miz will win the Rumble. So the Miz is losing for six months. That's what you're trying to say. It doesn't matter if Miz is losing for six months. I'm trying to get WWE booking down here, okay? <laughs> Miz is losing every match up till... Royal Rumble. Uh, and then losing every match up until WrestleMania. Yeah, we got you. Okay, so I... I or not even be on TV for six weeks after WrestleMania like they did with Nakamura. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. That was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Sneaky Hill like, oh, going to be Sneaky Hill. Then they're like, oh wait, we forgot about Nakamura. Maybe we should put him on TV. <laughs> Well, he's not going over in WrestleMania. Why the fuck do we need to put him on TV? So, you could do that, or you can have Miz win. And then you can have your... I, I like it better with Joe winning. You like it better with Joe? So now you've actually fucked yourself out of Miz winning money in the bank here. Sounds like. No, because I know Miz probably is the one that deserves it. Yeah, but the Miz has already had it. And that's my thinking on it. The Miz has already had it. Unless with CM Punk winning this lawsuit, they're going to give Miz two money in the banks just to be like, CM Punk's not the only... WWE could fucking do that, too. That that would be absolutely WWE style. Right. Okay, here here's a question. You've done all this fancy booking for the WWE title. What about Brock Lesnar? I'm just keeping it until fucking next mania. Ah! <laughs> like... And who is he gonna? Who is he gonna fucking beat? Um, who's Ron gonna Strowman. beat him? Strowman. Strowman. There you go. Done. Well, what? Do you, who do you put him up against in SummerSlam? Because he's gonna be on SummerSlam. He's gonna have two, at least three more defenses. Let's put it that way. He's gonna have three more defenses. SummerSlam. SummerSlam Survivor Series. Rumble. Or a random Raw pay per view. Well, actually, they're not they're, they're not pay-per-views. They're not random pay-per-views anymore. So they could just throw it on any old pay-per-view, and then the Rumble. Right. Maybe so, he'll do, like, a Elimination Chamber or whatever. He won't do thing. Elimination Chamber. Um, well, he did last year. Oh, he didn't? Didn't he? No, it was Fastlane. Whatever the, the Raw pay-per-view was beforehand. No, he didn't. Is that the year before? Am I thinking? That was Owens Goldberg. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it's such a fuzzy area because I just hated the entirety of the booking. Okay, so it reeked of CM Punkism. I will say that. Um, SummerSlam, he can face. 
Baylor? Could do Baylor. I'm trying to think of people on a Raw. Um, Baylor, Owens, Rude. It probably won't be, uh, it's not be Rude. Won't be. You do. Lashley. You know they're, they're going to have Goldberg, or Goldberg, Lesnar, ah! Lashley, at least once. Lesnar, Blackberg. Lesnar, Black Lashley, or Black Lesnar. Lesnar versus Black Lesnar. <laughs> um, Lesnar, meet the... Mirror Mode Lesnar. <coughs> I, I think pulling the trigger on Lashley versus Lesnar is a good idea. Because Only... Lashley's not over with shit. He's not over with shit. I, I guarantee you he won't make a year. Um... Because he's either going to hurt somebody or hurt himself before a year's out. I'm pretty sure of that. Holy shit, that fucking Big Cass thing. I, I'm not a huge fan of Big Cass, but he is very lucky he's not in a wheelchair right now after that Greatest Royal Rumble spot. I um, didn't even see it yet, so... Um, It's not much to see other than the fact that Lashley almost fucking legit brain busters him. Uh, because he couldn't keep him up. Oh. That's a Viagra joke. Um, but yeah. So if Lashley... Dude, you missed somebody... a penis pump joke. You missed a fucking penis pump joke. I did, didn't I? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Oh, well. Um, Lashley, SummerSlam, Finn, Survivor Series? Bring the demon. <gasps> no, 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 no. You know what they did last year, right? Champion versus champion? That's where you do Lesnar Danielson. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Lesnar Danielson? It'd there be you go. three and a half minutes long. And Lesnar you know. would go over again. Well, Lesnar's going over, but you know that match would be fucking killer. Yeah, all three and a half minutes of it. It'll be more than three and a half minutes. AJ Styles match was what, six? AJ Styles match was like 18 didn't feel like it. Felt like it was over way too quickly. That must have meant it was good. So that's, that, that. so that's where you do that. Okay, well, you, you gotta give Finn a chance at the title. You don't have to. Absolutely who says you, you do. Who says you have to? He's never had a one-on-one match again. So? Since he lost the title. He's never officially lost the title. So? Give the fucker a shot! It's WWE. They forgot about it. Not everyone forgot about it. I tell you what. Hey, there you go. Lesnar, Baylor, at Rumble. Okay, fine. Because then you get the whole, okay, I've beaten everyone type of thing. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. So there we go. So there there you are. Uh, men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, pulled out to a fucking... Sorry, crash. I lied. The Lesnar-Styles match was 16 minutes. Not 18. What the fuck? Does that include all the entrances? I don't fucking know what it includes. Bell to bell. Okay. Uh, I'll give that to you. So where does Jinder Mahal fit in on all this? Ginger Ginger Mahal? Yes. Don't know, don't care. Okay, good. Where does Big Cass fit in all this? 
don't know, don't care. Where does Enzo Amore fit in? Definitely don't give a fuck. So let's talk about Enzo Amore. That's not. We have to talk. No, about we don't. Him. Well, there, there's a reason why I want to talk to him, talk about him, because I want to bury the fuck out of him. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So you gonna allow this? So no. for people who aren't aware, he decided he was gonna rap in fucking New York City during Raw. I guess it was. I don't remember what it was. It was some Monday night, I guess. And he rips a, this, that, and the other things. Thankful for his fans. And then he probably releases some other bullshit, some weird skit about this big fat guy in the basement of his house of of a parent, bitching about the fact that holy shit, fuck Enzo Amore, and uh, he must have been sleeping with that woman or raped her or whatever. Basically, shitting on internet wrestling fans and. Uh, just being a big dick about it. Now, I'm going to have the problem of defending the internet wrestling fan here. So this is this is out of my league. I need you, Fat Man, more than ever. Because I can't believe I'm taking the sign of the internet smart over oh, I mean, you're taking your own side? Usually I'm bashing my side. Because as a... As a general rule, we're a bunch of fucking assholes. Well, we are. Uh, um, but Enzo taking that slant just rubs me the wrong way more than you know. Um, you're bread and butter, you motherfuckers. I was one of the first guys that said, wait, listen, let it all play out, see what happens. And if you if you don't believe me, go back nope. to the episode where we talked about it. I, I, I know you know. I, I, I know you know. Him. I said... Wait a second. Anything could have happened. We don't know the full story. We need to sit back, let it let it run its course, and see what actually is happening. Everyone else kind of fucking pissed all over it. I did. Um, Does any the, chance I can bash Enzo? I will. That is true. Well, he's a dirtbag. Everyone uh-huh. knows he's a dirtbag. Everyone knew he was a dirtbag even back then. And the only reason why he's even relevant right now is because of those same internet fans that are watching his shit on YouTube and stuff because they're sitting in a basement watching wrestling. and Hey, wait a or, minute. Orgasming over Okada and shit. Wait a minute. I've never done that. But I'm not in a basement. Not, I'm not in a second yet. floor of an apartment complex. Look at you. Look so at I'm you. like two floors up from a basement. You're the fucking high-end so, pe- so, fan. Wait. Lord that over, Enzo, for a moment, please. So, Thank you. I am fat. I'm, I'm named the fat man for a reason. Yes. But you are calling us fat in our parents' basements because we don't like you? And yet, even... Even if you said, let's wait and see what happens, it doesn't matter. He's going to get back into wrestling somehow, and those are the fucking fans you want. Actually, any fan is what you want. So you're bashing any fucking fan. 
of anything you're bashing. I don't remember who said this before anybody else. Um, it was somebody bitching about um, Marx. Um, one of the most dirtbag, um, broke-ass people in the wrestling business aren't the Marks that are buying your merch. They're the wrestlers themselves that can barely, you know, put 20 bucks together because they they take their pay and they go out and party with it instead of paying their bills. Um, now, that's not every wrestler. That's not every wrestler. And that's not even every indie wrestler. That's not no. every shindy wrestler. That It's a very small subset of wrestlers. But those are the guys that bitch the most about, oh, the fucking Marks, they don't have any... Money and me, 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 me. Again, and you just said it. You're the one that's. We're the ones that are buying your merch. So yeah. now, why would well, I, I just yeah, say well, that I, Enzo shows up at an Excite show to wrestle? You think now I'm gonna go up to him and buy his merch? I'm gonna walk up to him and call him a piece of fucking shit because he's a piece of shit. Because he is a piece of shit. And you know what's gonna say? I'm a fat fucking mark that lives in my parents' basement. I'm going to tell him, I'm not that fucking fat Mark that lives in a parent's basement. I'm that fat Mark's going to whoop your fucking skinny ass. And then he gets booked four more times in Excite because he draws heat. You motherfucking asshole. <laughs> you fucking Mark. Right. But, no, but you, but you know what I mean. Like, if I show up at an Excite show and I see him there, I'm going to go to Sean Carr's booth and buy merch. I'm not going to go to his. That was the right. point I was trying to make. I wouldn't even go to his booth. Right. I wouldn't give him the time of day. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I wouldn't give him the time of day if he showed up to any pro wrestling show I I was at. Yeah, because he's an asshole. If WrestleCon didn't have as many people as they did and we were able to walk around freely and his booth was there, I would completely fucking ignore him. And he would deserve it. Right. They forget that the people buying their merchandise, the people that are giving them money literally to see them are the same people he's making fun of. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck if you try and rewrite history by saying, oh, well, I was just trying to garner heat for myself, so when I do go out on the, the indies, people will come and, and boo the shit out of me. That's not, no, that's not him. He's not that smart. No, of course not. Of course not. He, he's an idiot he's an asshole and he's not going to make any more money in the wrestling business than whatever money mark wanted to see in him because he's a former wwe name (coughs) Uh, travis yeah i will say that travis can (coughs) bring some guys in that are questionable but but at the same time they draw especially in you gotta think Newfoundland. It's a tiny island, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Whatever people you can bring in at a decent cost to get tickets in, especially when they have former WWE on it, he's going to bring them in. I'm going to I'm gonna say – I'm not going to say who this was. Um, it wasn't somebody that was at Excite. But they were brought into a company. He was a former WWF guy. WWE guy and they brought him in for $300 and he was one of the biggest draws the company ever had and and I know I'm, I'm kind of 
opening back the curtain a little bit too much on that. But the reality is that if you can bring in a name for $300 that brings in 10 times that in ticket sales, mm-hmm. you've done a good job. You're right. And this guy did. And and that it doesn't even matter if he's any good or not. It just says former WWE right. superstar. That's it. That's a draw right there. There are other guys that that come in in that respect that charge way more than that and aren't as big of a draw. Right. And Enzo's going to be falling in that category way more than most people think. And I hope to goodness that the old adage rings true for him, that you don't hit the people on the way up the ladder because it's the same guys you see coming and back down. Mm-hmm. So he, he's going to have a hard time with the rest of his career if he doesn't fucking straight up, straighten up and fly right. So uh, that was one of the big things that uh, we were talking about. What, what else news and rumors? <laughs> well, remember our last show we said that there's no way that Fox is going to air WWE. On oh my God. Fox. Next Jesus day. Christ. The next, next fucking day. day. We didn't no. even get the show out before they announced how wrong we were. They're signed a billion, five-year, billion-dollar deal with Fox. It's going to air live, I guess, on Fridays, which on the Fox Network, which I still don't think is a good idea. But it's Fridays. Not many people watch TV on Fridays, so if they get a decent rating, then here, here, uh, whatever. I, we're. <laughs> I just I just spent the last ten minutes uh, bitching about don't fuck with Marks, but Marks said <laughs> that it's gonna fuck up WrestleMania weekend for indie shows because they're running a live show on Friday night. A WWE I... sponsored show will be running on Friday night, so that oh, means oh that's right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. Or they tape it, because that's a weekend where a lot of things happen. The Hall of Fame's Friday night, dude. They're going to... They'll do it Thursday night. No, or they just have a special live airing that week. Build WrestleMania up on Tuesday. I mean, you can do that. Well, here's the thing, is that no matter what happens, the entire week's going to be full of wrestling. There's going to be shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For you, Sunday, not Monday. for me. For you, not for me. Yeah, because you're a fucking asshole that doesn't go to other people's shows when they're booked. You fuck. Hey, you know what's funny? I actually did take Saturday off like a month ago to go see Excite, and then the shit went down at the store, so I couldn't fucking get the day off. Yeah, I know. But it's all good. I, I wanted to go. Shit, shit happens. Trust me, you you were definitely missed. Um, I was I was definitely missed personally. Oh, nah. oh, no, fucker. Um, but yeah, the entire, I the show was great. The show, we'll we'll talk about that another time. But the show was great. It just the the crowd itself was into baseball and wrestling more. My kind of crowd. Yeah. 
it was it was an interesting anyway circumstance. Um, but anywho, CM Punk. Let's talk about CM Punk. That just broke like hours ago. Yeah. Go for it. You're doing the news and rumors segment. Fuck you. You're the one that brought it up and before we went on air. Did I? Yeah. So I'm just reminding you. Apparently CM Punk won won some lawsuit against WWE. So the resident lawyer who plays one on TV, I guess. Um... (laughs) Bullshit. No, I actually literally just coughed. There was nothing there. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so, get back you couldn't even cover it? Really? Fuck. I didn't even say okay. bullshit. You're the one that said bullshit. I just had to cough. <laughs> um, so, what had happened was the doctor from WWE sued Colt Cabana and CM Punk for defamation of character and uh, slander because um, Punk got on to the Art of Wrestling podcast and bitched about uh, the doctor about how he didn't get adequate care from him and he had a staph infection that got out of hand and uh, all the doctor would do was give him Z-Packs and shit like that. And it turned into a whole funny meme, but it was actually a real problem and um, they got sued over it and the, finally the case, the case wasn't settled. It went to a jury. The jury found uh, in favor of CM Punk and Cole Cabana. No money's going to change hands. Uh, Dr. Aman is out on his ass uh, in terms of this lawsuit. Score one for the Chicago boys. Yep. Um, the lawsuit was kind of silly to begin with. Um, apparently, like, I was reading a little bit about what was Kane's thing, and Kane was like, I guess CM Punk was supposed to be in the match longer, but he got a concussion in the match. Uh-huh. And then the rep was telling him, hey, you know, you got to – Kane's going to come down and eliminate you. And Punk's like, oh, if you fucking eliminate me, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking quit right now. And that was preemptive. So, But yeah. I guess Kane came down and eliminated him. And I guess when he went to the back, CM Punk was fucking flipping out. And – um. But I guess apparently he tried to. This is again uh, Kane's testimony that he was trying to. They're trying to give him medical attention, and CM Punk was just being fucking an asshole about it. But yeah, whatever. And I guess he didn't know about Punk's staff infection because I don't know about other guys' history or other guys' medical conditions. So they're out there. I'm assuming they're healthy. Right. Which is eh, kind of bad, especially if you have a guy who's just, say, has a bum shoulder and knee surgery. He's just trying to get through a match. I'm pretty sure they'll tell him, hey, you know, this guy is, you know, I got a bum shoulder. Let's just try to get through this match. So, I will it, defend that. I will defend that a lot because Danielson did it all the time when he was in the earlier parts of his WWE career. Right. So I will, I will defend that and say... There are guys out there that hid shit from the doctors so they wouldn't get pulled off the road. Right. And that's been a long-standing thing for years and years and years. I'm just bringing up Danielson as a most notable recent example of that. Gotcha. So it does happen, but at the same time, like, especially if someone has to have surgery or something. Yeah. Um, but staph infections, there's been numerous cases where people have worked through staph infections. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to talk to you about a pussy, but... 
You fucking pussy. No, no, I'm, I'm not. It's just saying that he worked through it. And the main thing was the, that concussion thing. So, yeah, they won. They I don't know what they won out of it, but they won. They won the fact <laughs> that they didn't have to pay him a fucking cent. I guess that's, that's true. And their lawyers... And their uh, legal fees are covered, but... Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. Um, You want to briefly touch about, amazingly, the UFC? Yeah, so... This, this is going to sound totally off-topic. Uh, and forgive me for saying this, UFC is not my thing, okay? It's not my thing either, but it will come around. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to tell a story of a UFC fighter named Leslie Smith. Um, she was supposed to face another ranked fighter at one of the fight nights, but her opponent (coughs) missed weight. Okay. So she couldn't actually do it. Um, a a penalty is usually negotiated, I guess, to keep the fight intact and try and keep the stuff going on. Okay. Yes. So, in part of the reason why that this was a problem was that she she tried to leverage the blown weight cut by Ladd into an extension of her contract because it was set to expire in following the bout with Ladd. Okay? UFC didn't want that. Okay? So, what the UFC did was she paid Smith her show and win money without requiring her to fight and then basically bought her out of the deal. Okay. And then the UFC told her she had no interest of working on a new deal, and that's it. You're done. Have a nice time. So, Smith's now planning on launching legal action against the UFC because she felt that the reason the UFC bought out her contract was in retaliation for her public efforts that UFC fires to be declared employees instead of subcontractors, which would facilitate her ultimate goal of wanting to unionize the fighters. So, the end result out of all of this was that they're still trying to get the whole uh, unionization of fighters to happen. And part of the reason why that happens is that um, there's something called Project Spearhead out there. And Project Spearhead is basically, uh, they're collecting authorization cards from USC Fires to file with the National Labor Relations Board. Um, and what they do with that is that they're trying to get everything put together so that they can organize a union. And now the UFC's basically thrown her out on her ass because that she has been trying to do this. Why this all fucking matters is because that if UFC's fighters are perceived as employees and specifically unionized employees, there's a whole other realm of contractors could be found out as the same way. WWE employees. Now, currently, WWE contracts are written in such a way that as a performer, WWE has the control of your salary, the number of dates you work, and this is all negotiated as part of the contract. The fact that you are exclusive to WWE, and that's a big part of mm-hmm. what I'm going to be talking about. Yep. And the fact that they take care of, um, they have to approve, and in some cases, 
uh, they make all your appearances, uh, appearance uh, dates for you. So what they do is, uh, layman's terms, they book you out to make appearances. Right. You work on behalf of WWE. So if they say that you got to do an appearance at a Walmart in Geneva, New York at such and such a time. You're on that plane going to Geneva, New York. Yes, you are. Or you're in breach of contract. Yep. So the problem with this is, now when when we talk about, this is going to go back a couple of episodes, I think. Um, actually, I don't even think we talked about this on the show. Uh, CZW and uh, Game Changer Wrestling, yeah, we did talk about this, uh, got into a little bit of fight because of some weird thing that happened. And DJ basically told his guys that you're not allowed to work for Game Changer Wrestling anymore. I don't like them. They do shitty business, and I don't want you to do that. As independent contractors, the wrestlers that con- that are working for DJ have the choice of either working DJ's promotion or not DJ's promotion. But one of the things that they can do is work anyplace else in the world. Okay, fuck you. I don't want to work for DJ anymore. I'm going to go over to Game Changer Wrestling. I'm going to go to Progress Wrestling, blah, 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 blah. Right, because they have, because as independent contractors, they have every right to choose where they work. WWE employees, specifically workers, managers, all that stuff, don't have that choice. Because they have contracts, and they're contractually obligated to work only for WWE if your contract states that you can do independent shows, a la... uh, I was going to say Chris Jericho with New Japan, but I don't even think he's even under contract with WWE right now. He might be, but I'm, I don't know. If he is, nobody knows about it. Right. So, <coughs> so that's a big thing, especially yeah. when WWE, because they are technically still – they are contracted, but they're still technically empl- employees. Now – the definition of an employee, like I don't have a contract with my boss, but some, but some businesses you have contracts for, right? And you're still considered an employee. So well, here's the thing, Henners, and I'm gonna name drop Henners because you already did once. Henners can't go to you and say, well, you gotta quit. Uh, going to market uh, market view liquor uh, you can't you can't work at market view liquor anymore they can't they can't tell you to do that they can fire you but they can't tell you legally your condition of employment means you can't work over there right yes exactly I um, mean but at the same time why would again if I, I am the boss but I do have an order there's one person above me. That's the owner. And my owner tells why would I go, hey, you know, I need a second job. I'm going to go work at this liquor store. Yeah. And he's going to look at me like, no, you're not. <laughs> so, because it, we're in competition he, of each other. He he will, but legally he has no, he has no legal footing to fire you in that respect. He can fire you for a lot of different things, but one of the things he can't fire you is because you're working in another place. Well, he can't, well, 
In New York, it's a little tr- New- yeah. tricky because I I could look at him the wrong way and he'd be like, "You're fired," and I can't have that. I can't do anything about it. That's true. But, we are we are right to work state. But, uh, but at the same but, time, it's different when it comes to the wrestling business because they are independent contractors, which means right. they are contracted to go out and do a job for a company. Right. WWE is. And I guess in this instance, so is Impact, but not any. Well, Pentagon Junior still works for um, Lucha, right? Yeah, all all those guys work for other companies too. Like CMM, CMLO. CMLL, but they'll do indie AAA. shows too. Okay, yeah. So they're technically in print. So WWE is one of the only, and I don't know about New Japan. Uh, there are some, but there are some wrestlers that are only New Japan. Bucks are one of them. No, well, ROH, but well, they're yeah, they're they're contract exclusive though. Yeah, so WWE is the only wrestling company probably in the world that has you sign a contract and you're working exclusively for them. Right, and that's a big problem. If this lawsuit goes through and they win it, right. So this is going to be a class action lawsuit that it's just been brewing for like two years. Um, <clears throat> And Leslie Smith's story is more of a a, a wake-up call that UFC is worried about this. And that's part of the reason why this whole lawsuit thing is coming. What? Okay, so imagine this. Imagine she wins the lawsuit. UFC fighters now have the right to unionize. They can go on strike. Yes. Which means, okay, so it, it will hurt UFC, but they can always find like subpar fighters, and maybe one of them could be a big star, or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Now let's flip it with WWE. Say WWE, the lawsuits against WWE, and they win, and they have the right to unionize, and they strike. Every storyline is fucked. Yes. There's no announcers. There's no wrestlers. There's just Paul Heyman in the back counting dollar bills. Because he's a fucking Jew. Didn't need to explain the joke, but okay. Um, I have to for some of our younger viewers, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Just but, let it go. Don't worry about it. But that could cause a huge, huge problem. But at the same time, do I... But this, what would suck is you're going into a WrestleMania and then they unionize that day. Or they strike that day. And then they hijack your fucking... <laughs> they hijack your fucking WrestleMania. Right. And there have been rumors and innuendo, as a certain <clears throat> podcast would like to say, that, by the way, June, uh, July 7th, um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, is going to be at the Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Tickets are $35. VIP packages are at $75. Great show. You should go to it. Sleazy and the Batman will be there. Yup. Um, but anywho, rumors and innuendo are led, lead you to believe that um, Ultimate Warrior hijacked the show, doing exactly the same thing. But because he was a big enough name, he could do it on his own. Well, this isn't. This has been confirmed. Are you talking about SummerSlam? 
Yeah. That that's it's been confirmed. He went out there asking for more money, or else he's not going to perform. <clears throat> um, but back then it was a different time. Then said, "Okay, fine." He went out there to perform. Came back, misfired him. Right. There's no union though. If that happened when there was a union, oh, all the control now. And I'm not saying that. And this could be a really bad thing. In hindsight, if you think about it, all the control is now going into the wrestler's hands. I understand if you want to unionize for health insurance and benefits I and retirement. I understand all that. That is perfectly fine. But if you have a big guy, big name guy, say Roman Reigns, just I don't think he'll do it, but you just as an example, another example. Those sneaky Samoans. <clears throat> to say uh, that wasn't okay, but whatever. Say Roman Reigns. <laughs> Goes out there right before WrestleMania and goes, I'm not performing unless I get renegotiate my contract for more money. How's he's going to perform? But they can't, he comes to the back, they can't fire him. They can't do anything to him. And he gets his money. Yep. That is bad. I think that's, I, I understand. He, unionizing is a good thing, especially for health insurance for these wrestlers who desperately, especially on the indies, because WWE, they pay. They pay for your health because you get hurt at work. They'll pay well, for it. That's to different. an extent, that was part of the reason why CM Punk pitched so loudly. Is that you went to a WWE doctor that, you know, if you if you believe him completely... That he was no good at his job. I'm saying if you tore a rotator cuff, you're not that doctor's not going to do surgery right there. I'm saying you need to have surgery; they'll pay for it. And right. part of your contract is, and I and I'm assuming most guys are like this. They're going to pay you while you're out, but at the same time, say you're out nine months, your contract is automatically retroactively extended nine months because you right. missed that time. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they're good at that sense, but the retirement and the health insurance, even the even if WB does it, pays mostly for it. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good thing. But at the same time, you're going to get these people who want more money, and they're going to get it. And and the wrestler salaries are going to go up. Ticket prices are going to go up. Merch is going to go up. Um. WWE Network is going to go up, you know? Everything is going to go up. Except for one thing. You know what's not going to go up? Hmm. Scalper's prices, to bring this all the way around full circle. Yes, it will. Because the demand for the product will go down, and so will the scalper's prices. Okay. That's okay. Or it will work the other way, and since ticket prices go up, the scalper's prices go up. So Yeah, but if nobody's buying the scalper's prices because the business is down... They're not well, going to do it as much. Right. I agree. Well, that, that that makes sense. But at the same time, you never know how it's going to work. It's either going to be one or the other. So, but I don't know. And I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it for the wrestler's sake, but I kind of don't at the same time. Like, just you, you got to have balance. Like, I agree. But for the independent wrestlers, absolutely. Especially with our good friend, friend of the show. Sean Carr, 
broke his oh, ankle, broke his ankle, but he has health insurance through his other job, his main job. So that's fine. But if he didn't, that'd be that'd be bad, especially when he's losing income, not being able to work, and having to pay medical bills. Yeah. But he'll be okay. Just go to Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Carr. I was right. You're right. Woohoo. I'm always uh, right. There's uh, there's many different uh, uh, great shirts, too. Only at the low, low price of $19.99. Get yourself a goddamn shirt, damn it. I might do that as soon as we get off air. Hey, I will. I absolutely I will. So The King of Bing. If, if they have it in my size. Um because for some reason you're fatter than I am. You wear like a large, and I wear a four th- X. Because I like my shirts I wear baggy. a three X. Yeah, I wear I w- a three X. I wear a three X if, and I fit in a three X, but I like a four X because I'm comfortable. I'm like my shirts baggy. Um, His goes up to five X. Woohoo! I'm, I'll, I'll go on there and, and get one. Um. Anyway, I think that's it. There's probably more news and rumors. I didn't really fucking look shit up. Um. But yeah, I don't. I don't see much. Of also, anything. the Fat Horsemen are going to ride again. Um, Holy shit! Me and Ryan Williams are gonna do watch along episodes. I'm not sure how this is gonna go. Um, we have a pull up on the Wrestling Show's Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/TheFatMan. Um, it's June, King of the Ring, synonymous with June. Uh, we have a pull up for 1993 King of the Ring and 1996 King of the Ring. The winner of that poll, Ryan and I will do a watch along episode. The loser of that poll, I will do a detailed write-up of the show So and put it on either the website or on the Facebook page itself. I'm hoping it's the website, So, but we're still working out kinks on that. So that's what we're doing. If the watch-along episode gets enough views and if it does well, we'll do more. If not, I'll just do polls for write-up episodes. That was the original idea for me was to do a poll for a write-up episode, but – Right. Um, on a separate uh, note, we will also be having some. We got a couple of guests lined up. Um, I'm uh, bringing up the man that is Johnny Moose will be joining the show in a future episode, um, either next week or next episode of the episode following, uh, to promote the big show that we have on 6:29. It's going to be our uh, pride show um for really just to get bring it very inclusive nature to to wrestling that's been happening lately and we're getting involved with that um tickets were going to be uh 30 for front row 15 for general mission they're lower than our normal prices just so we can make sure that there's the inclusivity that we wanted uh for the show so johnny moose will be joining us where's it at since you're already plugging uh, the show. The Binghamton Legion Post 80, uh, our normal venue, I guess you'd say, um, down in Binghamton, New York. Uh, tickets you can buy at ExciteWrestling.com slash shop. Let's just say we have some big plans over the next month or two. So we'll see how that goes. But that's it for me. Is there anything else that you wanted to plug? Nope, that's it. Okay, well, uh, this has been a good episode despite our uh wonderful start that's pretty much aha uh but that's pretty much it for tonight so for sleazy for the fat man this is the wrestling show thank you guys so much for listening
Nothing to gain. 